0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, uh, thanks so much for coming. This is a big, exciting announcement that we have today. Um, we wanted to let you know that um, if you are wondering about your new friend following me around, we have assigned everybody notification fairies.
1: Ian, I think this is a great idea, and I, let me be the first to say I love my notification fairy. Can I ask you a question? What happens when the notification fairy uh, dies?
0: Um, Well, uh, you know, that's great. We have um, a great policy on these here. And so that um, if it dies, just let HR know and uh, they will provide you with a new one and uh, to take its place. Uh, That way, everybody can be well informed and know everything that's going on around them at all times. Really help with like kind of the the camaraderie and keeping everybody in the loop.
1: I think that's so smart. And I think that everybody needs to be working their hardest at all times. Even if you are on a vacation, I think you should have your notification ferry with you. Let me ask you this, Ian. If my notification ferry dies and I do not alert HR, is there any way that they would know that it was dead?
0: Uh, Yes. uh, The uh, the notification ferries, while providing notifications to you, are consistently notifying HR of their current status and whereabouts. Uh, HR usually will be notified um, fairly quickly about that, but it's best just to let HR know yourself.
1: Right, right. Great. I, I think this is a wonderful program, uh, and uh, I think we can call it early today. Um, th- thank you, everybody. Ian, do you know an uh, extremely powerful sorcerer that may be able to help me with a um, something I've got going on?
0: Um you know um it's yeah. been a minute but um my friend Stevie I think is uh, pretty powerful and uh, she might be able
1: to help out. Yeah, get Stevie on the horn I <clears throat> again, I think this is a great idea. keep pro- productive <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, what Travis said keep
0: productive.
2: 100 years ago, Marcus Royals founded the finest adventure architecture firm in the Forgotten Realms. Now, his firstborn son Travis, along with lead designer Ian of the Hills, are tanking the company. One failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their dinky dungeons, shitty strongholds, or crappy castles.
1: Ian, welcome back to our recording studio.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me here, Travis. I'm glad to be here. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, and um, you may notice that your microphone is now dipped in liquid gold.
0: Oh, it it sure is. I'm glad you told me that. I was going to actually try to unwrap it later, see if it was maybe perhaps chocolate.
1: Um, No chocolate, so be careful. I mean, I guess you could still eat it. Gold's edible. but in that quantity, it, will it be good for you? I can't imagine.
0: You know, it is a good thing I brought my lunch today, so you know maybe I can try it later on.
1: Yeah, is that your is that your lunchbox right there?
0: This. Oh, um, yeah, I guess that's I mean, That's pretty pretty unprofessional that I brought my lunchbox into the recording studio. I probably should have left that outside. Is it? Can you smell it?
1: I uh, I smell it. I see it. It's here now. I mean, we should probably just discuss it. Can you can you whip that? That bad boy open for me. Let's get a gander at what you got.
0: Sure. Okay. It's, I mean, this here means...
1: Unwrap this. Oh, that's... You go no crust, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, this is a, a leftover crustless chicken pot pie. Um, so it's really just the the chicken pot at that point.
1: Yeah, you've got essentially... Looks like chicken and liquid there. And you kind of, when you open this, there, it wasn't in, it's just in loose in the box. That was, that explains the smell, I guess, because that's not an airtight.
0: Yeah, we tried to wrap it up in parchment paper to see if that would kind of give it like a little more permeable barrier that would maybe dry it out and make it a little more malleable. Um, nope, still very liquidy.
1: And it looks like there's a note from your wife just kind of stuck in the gravy there.
0: You know, I assume it is. I have she's puts these in my uh, lunchbox every single day, but I've never been able to translate the runes of uh, ancient things. I assume they're protection spells. Definitely not a curse,
1: right? Because your wife loves you.
0: I, that's what I'm told.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm so cel- I'm just celebrating the joy that you have with your loved one, and. I think with that energy, we should read a letter. You know what? I
0: would love to. I can't remember. Do I have this one or do you have it?
1: I'll take this one. But while I'm getting out the scroll, would you please remind the people what we do on the show?
0: Absolutely. Uh, We have letters that are sent in by our dearest listeners requesting a pro bono dungeon or castle or experience for an adventurer group. Uh, to go through and we provide it free of charge here at the Royals and Royals Adventure Architecture Firm and um, if you'd like to have your letter read on the show in a dungeon design for you, you can send one in at wellmet@crappycastles.com.
1: wellmet@crappycastles.com <clears throat> and the letter goes dearest Travis and Ian I am consistently aghast at the actions of my party consistently aghast she's always well yeah or oh I see I am consistently aghast at the actions of my party they behave like brutes they interrupt my characters steal booze in every tavern and speak of feces at any given opportunity that's disgusting I never speak of feces. Could you create an adventure that will teach them some manners? Gratefully yours, Francis M. Okay, so got a kind of a rude party. And can I just say, Francis,
0: you sound delightful. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, I think some of the best adventures that you can possibly have are ones where the group learns an important lesson and it seems that they've never had the, the etiquette lesson.
1: I mean, Francis here gets it. I don't know if they talk about etiquette, um, in, in the world of liquid chicken, Ian. Um, but I'm looking at your lunchbox and I'm, I'm wondering, which side would the fork even go on? I don't I don't begin to know. I
0: think I've lost this metaphor. Do you even
1: need a fork? <laughs> what I'm saying is Francis clearly comes from the world I come from, which is a world of crusts, a world where food comes on a plate and there's rules that your napkin can't be somewhere else. It has to be on your left knee turned into a little tent. The salad fork goes next to the soup knife, and it is that way forever and ever. Amen. This is a world of class, is what I'm saying.
0: Goodness me, Travis. I mean, it almost sounds like you're talking about the practice of like high uh, royal etiquette. No pun intended for you know you and your family, uh, but the type of etiquette that you would perhaps uh, want to have on display for uh, nobles or kings or queens or visiting dignitaries.
1: You're absolutely right. And it's a pun actually that we've already owned. My aunt um ran the the Royals Cotillion um, where you could try to. Travis, I'm gonna interrupt like you. Royal I'm sorry,
0: what was that word that you just said?
1: You're right. Let me break it down for you. Cotillion. It means and I do know place. Where you learn the finer side of, of life and how to do fancy things. is the, That's the de- definition. That's a, by the book.
0: And you're confident that Cotillion is not like a type of reptile or something like that, right?
1: Well, we can never rule these things out. But if, for the meantime, I'm talking about Royal's Cotillion, my aunt's very fancy manners Academy. I mean, it was it was more of a what would you call it? A extracurricular that for those who are interested in the finer things, like Francis, like our letter writer, that you could attend and and learn the proper way of of a, of a adventuring, oh, as well as dining. And so, did you attend this school? I attended this school gladly. So many of the uh, ragamuffins were dragged in there, but I looked forward to every mid-10 day going to Aunt Rebecca's Royal's Cotillion. And can I tell
0: you why? I wish you would. I'm a man of class. You know, I guess I should have guessed that. I, I mean, I can tell that just by looking at you and also this incredibly generous gold microphone you've provided for our ProBoto podcast uh, where we make dungeons free of charge.
1: I think it was a worthwhile investment and it really classes up the place. So let me ask you this, sir, Ian. New night. Do you feel in over your head with this one? Uh,
0: absolutely. I was ho- definitely hoping that you would take point on this, but I think that maybe this might be good because I can represent essentially the adventurers in this thing, uh, uh, obviously not knowing how to do this, and you can be my uh, man Sherpa, if you will.
1: Ian, I am bowled over by your ingenious idea there. I think that is exactly what we shall do. That's your first lesson. I said shall.
0: Shall we begin?
1: You're getting it already. And I think that is why we should have my aunt run this adventure.
0: I think that sounds wonderful. We can have a meal and then we can cook with shallots. Is, is, am I doing it right? Y-
1: you know, you're stumbling uphill because although... <laughs> We wouldn't take kindly to that kind of punnery in, uh, the, the Royals cotillion. We certainly enjoy shallots.
0: So success for me then.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I, and I think that, you know, that's probably how you will find your way through this adventure is mostly accidentally, oh. um, Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask. I, 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 I was trying to not interrupt, but it seems that that is
0: uh, uh, one of the, the uh, issues that these adventurers have, as per Francis's note, that they perpetually try to interrupt. What, what do you recommend is a good way to have like a conversation that is a, a two-way form of communication and not just one person talking
1: over everybody? You'll have to say that again. I was not listening. Oh, um, uh, it just, uh, uh, what, what do you. That is one tip, by the way. When you aren't listening uh uh-huh. at any party, you tell the other person, I was not listening to you. And it demonstrates a sort of aboveness okay. that most people find very charming.
0: Now, would you want to let them know that ahead of time to like, as they start talking, you kind of just like say like, I shall not be listening to you.
1: And now you're getting it. Okay. All right. You're you're talking like a real fancy lad there.
0: All right. Well, I mean, these adventurers might be able to learn this in just one night. This sounds like a real uh, one-session adventure. One night
1: in Aunt Jessica's etiquette school.
0: Uh, Jessica?
1: That was... What did you call
0: her? Was it not Aunt Rebecca?
1: Aunt... (laughs) Rebecca's. <laughs> she has. She uh, it's Rebecca Jessica. We often shorten it to Rebecca.
0: I see. Okay. All right. So puns? No. Portmanteaus?
1: Yes. Portmanteau. I mean, listen to the word you just said. Portmanteau is an absolute yes. That's the fanciest word there is.
3: Portmanteau.
1: Not to be confused, of course, with the uh, seafaring settlement on the coast.
0: Oh, yes, of Port Manto.
1: Where all the people have 20 toes. Indeed. All men.
0: Of course. Haunting to behold. Uh, flip-flops are a real problem there.
1: And, of course, another not to be confused with the man-toe, which is a toe in the size of a man that, that wanders the countryside terrorizing people.
0: Yes. Uh, I heard that's just a legend that's not real. It's just... Uh, something hillbillies come up with. No relation to me of Ian as being Ian of the Hills.
1: Exactly. And and just to let you know, the the whole manto topic is the exact sort of thing that you wouldn't be able to talk about at one of Aunt Rebecca's fine dining uh, kind of dinners or balls or galas. There is no kind of speaking of rumors or Tall tales. We only want the facts.
0: Ah, okay. So fake news completely outlawed in you know the in um, high
1: society. Please, there's there's no false beliefs in high society.
0: Excellent, excellent. Okay, good to know. Uh, only speak the truth whenever you're uh, around um, people of of a certain stature.
1: I'm thinking back on on Aunt Rebecca's cotillion just. OK, if our adventurers have one night to learn all the ins and outs of the manners and the etiquette of adventuring at this at this new school, I feel like dining, of course. But I'm, I'm seeing here that they're also drinking at these these taverns and they're and they're stealing. I mean, this is 101. I think we need to open with some of the the basics
0: one of the things that I'm most concerned about is this. Speaking of of species, is that what she said?
1: Um, she's not speaking of the the film. Uh, species. No, oh no. Well, this is a very highbrow word for a very lowbrow topic. The word is feces, my man.
0: Ah, okay. So, baby mice.
1: Uh, how do I explain this politely? Oh, Aunt Rebecca would be blushing in her... What do you call the thing that's an outfit that starts with a B? Uh,
0: bustier?
1: <laughs> blushing in her bustier. My, see, you may eat liquid chicken, but you know bustier. Um... What was I speaking... Okay, so after you consume this... Blouse.
0: I think the word is blouse.
1: (laughs) Mm, I'm going boostier. After you consume this liquid chicken, your body performs a magical miracle. And as we say in high society, which is all fact and never spreads lies, the little sorcerers that occupy your organs break it down into a sort of mm, runoff, if you will. That you of course then deposit in our company toilet.
0: Oh, okay. So it's the you learn to use the spell make water. Create water.
1: Yes, exactly. The and we all grow up knowing this. It worries me that this is all kind of news to you. Um I realize now, of course, we're doing what what Francis, our letter writer, doesn't like our party doing. So excuse us, Francis, when you listen to this, please, volume down. But I'm worried that you seem to have not ever explored this topic. Uh, everything okay? In the downstairs? I mean, you know, just
0: getting bigger by the day. <laughs> just holding it all in. <laughs>
1: We have to work through that. But again, you're talking into a gold microphone right now. This is no subject for a gold microphone. And that's part of why I bought it, so you would not feel comfortable talking about these things any longer. How
0: would you... Well, again, so uh, this topic of the tiny sorcerers uh, casting create and destroy water, how would you suggest that perhaps maybe they... uh, Do you have any, like, uh, uh, substitute words maybe that they could use so that um, if they did feel the need to express these thoughts that maybe you had like alternatives
1: for feces? Well, it's best to never mention it. That's part of why all of aunt brown rooms, as we called them, um, were miles and miles away. So if while learning the box step, you needed to pass, well, I hope you could change into your jogging shoes from your dancing shoes very quickly because you were going to have to cover some real acreage.
0: Well, and as a a young person of uh, means and wealth, uh, I'm sure you probably had a cotillion of horses standing by to ferry you um, over there.
1: And I believe I read the dictionary definition of cotillion at the beginning of this. So you know... That that's not right. However, again, stumbling uphill, she did also teach a horse manners class right next door. And yes, I would grab the horse. So I I don't know how you keep doing this, but you keep finding your way to the reality of of fancy living. So yes, I would take the horse and uh, the horse would kind of, it would be very slow because these horses are used to dressage. They would go dance their way to the bathroom, not realizing what a number and see here. I am falling for your liquid chicken tricks again. This is not something I speak of. So to answer your question, you don't speak of it. Here's some other things you don't speak about. You don't talk about money at the table. You don't talk about, um, anything to do with your down parts. um, however they they feel or may feel or may have felt the night before with someone else and someone new that's not something you speak of you know
0: what about uh sharing recipes for chicken liquid uh, would you share that in polite company
1: you're getting closer okay. you're at least you're you're you've moved up on the body and and that's what aunt Robesca always used to say if it's above the neck it's it's kept in check and you can discuss it at the table
0: do you want to say that phrase one more time just to just to to really like nail it home for the listeners
1: absolutely if it's above the neck it's definitely in check that you can talk about it at the table Um, and i did nail it and thank you
2: it's time Magic Kadabra, I'm Paulette, the Patreon pixie, and I'm blackout drunk in the potion closet again. Listen, I'm the only one with the brass balls to tell you this, but these pro bono bozos drawing up all y'all's castles didn't leave any budget to pay us. What I need you to do is pony on up to patreon.com slash crappy castles. That's C-R-A-P-nother P. Why, castles, and drop some gold in the coffers so as you can download maps, listen to those cute letter-reading songs, chat amongst y'all dummies in the Discord, and heck, climb through the ranks till you're basically the new boss round here. Now scram, before I get caught. Bye.
1: So... Okay, so first up, it's that it's that kind of 101. I think when they enter this, this beautiful mansion, a mansion that they've definitely never been invited to anything like this before. So they're wow, oh, gilded uh, stairs and gilded microphones. And you know, they're blown away by what to me are common trappings of life. They're kind of given a primer right there in the foyer.
0: I see. I would immediately be concerned about their sticky fingers if they seems that they're prone to stealing booze from taverns. I mean, if golden microphones are lying around willy nilly in the manor, then.
1: Ian, I can't believe I'm always the first to assume that someone's stealing from me and yet you've beat me to it. You're absolutely right. We should absolutely have spells on each and every trinket. Uh, from the the largest decorative sphere to the smallest precious moments figurine. these Everything must be imbued to sound a great loud alarm if it is at all altered in any way.
0: You know, that's a lot of silver thread you need to cast the alarm. I mean, I see why that spell was developed by the aristocracy.
1: Exactly. I mean, well, first of all, they had silver lying around, of course, because back in those days, you had your gold room, your silver room, your, your bronze room. So it was mandatory that any great estate had to have a ample silver room. So to, to think to just turn that into thread, I mean, that's just industrious.
0: Is there a uh, a polite way of storing said silver thread? I mean it seems like you would need a lot of it if you know you have to alarm every piece of potentially valuable item in your home.
1: Sir Ian, you're you're speaking of a man's silver thread storage is that's lowbrow, sir. This is when I get out the glove and I I smack it upon your face 48 times as is customary. Oh. Yeah, it hurts. It, the glove is gilded as well, so it really stings.
0: Goodness. is Now, is there a historical significance of the 48? Um,
1: It's the type of thing that, had I stuck around for 103 at Aunt rebecca's Cotillion, I may have picked up, but unfortunately, I did find a certain je ne sais quoi to getting high a lot of the time um, after 102. So... While in my teens, I was very enthusiastic about being a very, very fancy lad. Eventually, I found it to be a bit bourgeois, and I needed to reconnect with my roots in the form of um, taking great big fantasy bong rips to the dome for about six or seven years straight. But that's when you're rich, by the way, that's fancy as well. There's nothing that isn't fancy when, when you're wealthy.
0: Sure. I, I mean, what, what I, little I know of, you know, manners and all of that was that you'd want to make sure that you pass it on the left-hand side, correct? Of course.
1: And that's that was a kind of tune that Aunt Robesco would hum to us as children. Uh, you know, pass it on the left hand. And there would be Baroque uh, music flooding from her piano room, which was conveniently located next to her, her silver room. But I digress.
0: I mean, that sounds great. So, I mean, so thinking about this in terms of uh, the adventurers for Francis, do you think that maybe it needs to be something like a this school and that each room would have various lessons for them to uh, learn and they'd move to from room to room?
1: I think that's exactly it. So they're in the foyer with all these unstealable objects. They're getting the primer on the things they they cannot speak about. And then I believe that they are adorned with the sorting top hat, which is a a sort of a fancy gentleman's hat, which teaches them which, you know, room and and house they really need to concentrate their efforts on.
0: May I make a suggestion, uh, Mr. Travis?
1: You may. (laughs) I'm sorry. Shall I make a suggestion? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards shant, but go ahead before I change my mind.
0: Okay. Uh, perhaps maybe a couple of the items that they do try to steal are, end up being, um, uh, worthless facsimiles of something that could, you know, seems like it could be worthwhile. And perhaps when they pick it up, they realize that, uh, there is the lesson saying, you know, don't steal you shitty person on there or something like that. Oh, shit, sorry, we can't say shitty. Um uh No,
1: that's the and I can tell you've never been in the foyer because otherwise you would know not to say that. However, I'm I'm torn here because you are absolutely delivering the perspective that I need. Here I was thinking that these spells would be enough to turn these people off from trying to nick these objects, but you're basically saying not if, but when, which I think that's so interesting. I'm trying to immerse myself now in and kind of your class and go, Oh yeah, there's nothing that won't keep me from stealing. I just try to read my baby's runes that she put in my liquid chicken. And I, she, that lady drives me bananas. how, I just want to go home and watch some sort of show about how much that my wife is awful. Th- these are the kind of things that I need to know about your very poor lifestyle.
0: I, I mean, I'm impressed. You sound exactly like me, but are saying things that I would never say. That's so impressive.
1: Thank you. Acting is one of the many things you picked up in Cotillion. So I think these rooms that that they get sorted into by the sorting top hat, We'll focus on these different kind of, you know, lessons that these adventurers could stand to learn. Of course, we've established some of the things that they will learn in the dining hall, you know, the tint of the napkin on your knee, the soup uh, knife, etc. But I'm thinking that they should also kind of maybe learn to appreciate the finer things. Per-
0: perhaps... Uh, chicken liquid with with crust, like a chicken pot
1: pie scenario. Uh, no, Ian. In high society, we dine on things even lovelier than a chicken pot pie style. We dine on ideas. We dine on songs. We dine on stories. It, it's such an incredible thing to be sitting there in a gilded sitting room, hearing your compatriot talk about uh, a funny story of someone he saw hungry on the street that day. and So like a Pavlo-
0: Pavlov's dog pot pie scenario.
1: Now you're going to have to explain what you just said.
0: Well, I, 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 was, I was listening.
1: I, I, I want to be clear. Another part of being fancy is to announce when you are listening. And this time I was, and it's simply that I'm not getting it.
0: Well, uh, Mr. Travis, I shall explain to you what I mean by a Pavlog Dog Pot Pie scenario. Perfect. And uh, what I have learned today so far is that members of high society, of of wealth and means and, and position and power, uh, that they don't just dine on food alone. It's about ideas, deep thinking. And they, they take all of this, these, these thoughts, these deep conundrums of, uh, questions of life that are all true, true questions of life. And they wrap them up in a delicate flaky crust, sensual gravy inside And then that is what they dine on with their fork on the left-hand side, knife on the right-hand side, blade facing out, and the Pavlov part of that. Oh Well, it's the concept that um, uh, if you train a dog um, to do something um, by like a, a particular like a, a signal that it develops an a automatic response to that every single time based on the signal rather than the actual reward for it. So, yeah, you know, it's a, you know, this
1: mm, it's a interesting exact, thought. Exact kind of thing that wouldn't come up in the, in the sitting room. Um, sitting room is honestly for mostly stories about, weird poor people you saw that day. That's all the philosophy. And what enriching tales, truly. And I think that these people will struggle to talk about their peers in such a derogatory manner, but if they're going to fit in with the fanciest of folk, they need to learn. So those that do enter that particular room and Aunt Rebecca's etiquette manner and you'll notice that I didn't say manners manner. And it's because we avoid puns like that, don't we? Uh that's what I'm told. Yep. And so I, I have a
0: question. So are there uh particular consequences that happen for these adventurers that come in and perhaps maybe run afoul of uh the linguistic foibles uh in in the sitting room?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's it's a three strikes you're out policy, okay? It's just like Cotillion. If these adventurers enter Aunt Rebecca's etiquette manner with poor intentions, okay. First first time they break a rule, just a little a little slap on the wrist. As is one hit point traditional. One to 10, 15, 18 hit points, correct.
0: One plus character level hit point
1: and now you're speaking my language but if they meet 3 strikes and they behave like brutes as francis says they will have to go toe to toe with Aunt rebecca herself and i must say it's uh, not a pretty picture there is no one more powerful than the well rich and powerful Any
0: sort of uh, hint of uh, what kind of formidable foe that Aunt Rebecca would be? Is it uh, she like a um, like a caster magic wielder, or do you or does she more of like a a martial type?
1: She is definitely a uh, remind me of the very low level spell, so low that I can't recall the the name of it. Where um, I I toss a a insult your way not saying i would ever do that and it is so potent that it inflicts damage
0: oh uh, i believe you're uh, thinking of um viscous mockery
1: so viscous mockery uh you almost had me you're trying to get me to dabble in your lowbrow punnery and i simply won't it's vicious i know it's vicious I, i shall have been want to do that did i do it right did i do it Shan't not, yeah. Vicious mockery. That's actually one of Aunt Rebecca's creation, so she kind of came up with that whole thing. And and the vicious mockery that she can inflict upon the shall be so impossibly devastating. We're talking about a a blast radius on this vicious mockery. Aunt Rebecca's Vicious Mockery is was the full name originally. That not only will the party member who has crossed the line feel the blast for decades to come, but everyone around, I mean, it will send the manor.
0: Oh, it's kind of an a area effect of psychic damage
1: rather than just a singular target. The manor oh. will collapse. If any one of these parties shall cross the line thrice times,
0: your family is so powerful. I mean your father uh, a powerful undead lich. Mm. Um your uh, aunt Rebecca just able to mm. unleash Rabessica. you know a torrent of psychic uh damage through uh just verbal just speaking alone is just it's impressive. I mean I me. you know me. I can I can only assume the the power that you are going to wield to bring this company back to its former glory will be um, even greater.
1: You're absolutely right. I am very powerful and I am enjoying the process, the law, the, the very powerful process of bringing it there as someone whose power is more subtle. It's, it's more of a longer burn casting time, let's hope no longer than nine years. Thank you for your kind words about my family. And and now it is my turn to pay that back. Oh, sorry. Go Look, on. Looking at the clock here, we are out of time. Um, so I do think we need to wrap it up for Francis. Francis, uh, essentially, well, Ian, do you mind? I'm, I think it, it would be nice to kind of Tie this all up for for Francis, so... uh, Oh, of course, yeah. Let's uh, let's write her letter back.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, going back over this, uh, my notes here, so uh, let me just kind of parse this a little bit. Um,
1: I am judging you. As you shall.
3: My dearest Francis M., we are writing you today to bring forth a dungeon that is befit of your uh, needs, of educating your adventurers in the proper ways of manners, cotillion, and the like, you shall find enclosed the details of a school run by none other than the infamous Rebecca Royals herself, who will personally oversee the education of these louts. From whence forth they came They shall
0: henceforth Be known as
1: I don't have anything else With the L, I'm sorry, Travis, I let you down Oh my god, I was Transported Ian, I, I, I Listen, I, th- I Think you just say lads Comma fancy
3: okay. <clears throat> Transformed From louts into lads, come indubitably come, yours, Travis Royals and his esteemed colleague, Sir Ian of the Hills.
1: Oh my God, Francis. If you're not bowled over, I don't know what to tell you. We've got the dungeon waiting for you. We'll see you and your crew soon. Sir Ian really living up to that knighthood. That was... So impressive. Oh, well, thank you. Um, hey, I really do got to go.
0: Uh, this uh, I'm getting this chicken liquid uh, everywhere, and I now feel very compelled to clean this gold microphone. Can we uh, uh, catch up in just a little
1: bit? Sir Ian, you may clean the liquid chicken off of that gilded microphone. <laughs> I believe you mean
3: I shall.
1: I don't.
2: Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon free of charge, send a raven to wellmet at crappycastles.com. We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-lived on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian. Travis was played by Travis. And you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy.